The only palace I desire is the Red Castle at King's Landing, my Lord Pyatt. And if the Great of Koth would give me gifts, Zaro, let them give me ships and swords to win back what is rightfully mine. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man. It's your favorite full spoiler review podcast of George R. R. Martin's Alchemist Fire series. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and sitting here next to me is my old as fuck brother, Nate. Yeah, um, mm. do you want to try that again? Oh man, he is upset about this oh, one. Wow. So, I feel like it's been forever. It does feel like it's, it's been, been a long time since, since we've recorded. I don't think it's been all that long, but it's been quite a while, it feels like. We did record a, cr- a group of them. Aria 6 was like two weeks, so it might have been like a couple weeks, actually. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. It is weird. Hey, everybody. What up, guys? If you've joined us before, then thank you for coming back. You know already that we are full spoiler. We will spoil the ends of these books. Jon Snow gets stabbed to death, and he does not resurrect like in the show. Well, we don't know yet. Yet. But we'll never know, because Winds of Winter has five months to meet the deadline that George R. R. Martin put on himself last year when he said he would have a published copy in his hand at Worldcon. Well, that's July 29th, Matasuko. <laughs> anyway, if you're new here, thank you for coming. We last episode read Aria 6. And it was a doozy. Arya arrived at Harrenhal. Yeah. So we kind of learned what happened to the remainder of her group and the people she was traveling with. The... Yeah, they got tortured and questioned mainly about Beric Dondarrion and who the fuck was with him and where the fuck they were going. But they didn't really get any accurate or meaningful information from that. And then from there, the mountain decided that they would march. And so they did, and it was shitty. And then they arrived at Harrenhal, which was even shittier, where each day... Someone was picked. No, that was, uh, that uh, was on the road to Heron Hall. The people were being chosen to be questioned. Actually, it was before they even left for the road. Yeah, and then but the, yeah, at Heron Hall, Hall, they got she, divvied up, for... and she got a little mouthy. Arya did, and got assigned to Weiss, Weiss. instead of being in the. Kitchens. Which I didn't realize you were gonna do use my Weiss voice for the cold open on the Arya. Oh, that was episode. a good one. I liked it. Yeah, he's gross. I don't like Weiss. Yeah. I, I like Weiss for. Arya's interactions purposes is interesting, but anyway, this episode we are reading Danny two, and so in Danny one, which has been quite some time, we're almost halfway through Clash of Kings and just now getting to chapter two. Danny's been having a rough, well, was having a rough go of it in one after the loss of her child and husband, Khal Drogo, and the complete dis. Just loss of the Kalasar. Yeah, falling apart of the Kalasar after Drogo's death and the few stragglers that remain. Her were all weak women in the red or waist. women yeah. or children. They were fucking dying due to lack of water, starvation, nowhere to go. And eventually they stumbled upon... Vase Taloro, the city of bones. And they started setting up camp there, getting ready. And we, if I remember right, decided that she was there for at least a few months. Yeah. Long enough to have her blood riders venture forth and return. And the final one brought with him three seekers. The merchant prince, Zaro Zoendoxis. The, the what's a warlock, Pyat Pri. And lastly, the Shadowbinder Quaith. Yeah, from a shy. And so we uh, we we get quite a jump here as well. But at this point, we can assume that Danny and her people have been gathered up from Tall 
Vice Toloro, Vice Toloro, the city of bones, and have left and made their way to Karth because yeah, they're arriving at Karth. There are men on the walls of Karth that are beating gongs to herald their coming, and a caravan of camelry rode out as her honor guard for the city. Camels and riders both decked out in just ridiculous. They're pimping, yeah. Yeah, Karth ain't. Karth is big pimping. Yeah, and so she recalls that in Vice Toloro, Piat Pri told her the splendor of Karth. Uh, Quarth, the greatest city that ever was or will be, and gives a little bit, a very little minor bit of the history and how it's the center of the world, which isn't inaccurate. It's very, it's very much central to the rest of the known world in terms of what we're aware of with Westeros. I mean, and in essence, it is. Like I, it's just it's an interesting. That's an interesting thing to say, and I'm really glad you went. With well, that that's quote. why I said the because known world to to pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, if you ask someone in King's Landing or Old Town, it's the center of the world. Like Old Town is the center of well, the world. Well, I mean, like, physically speaking, on the do map, do you think that's what he means? No, I think he's I, he's pre jerking he's his dick con. about the power. Yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah. I mean, it's even the the fire. The alchemist because then he King's says Landing. it's the gate between east and west, and yeah. I think that's where he's... and north and south. Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> I also thought of the wall being called the hinge of the world, and the fact that this is the center. Then we've got the hinge. Yeah, all sorts of. There, yeah, there's all sorts. Of, you know, we're just building us a home. A home. And... So, Danny obviously took the warlock's words well salted but the city was undeniably magnificent three thick walls encircled karth the outer was red sandstone decorated with animals of all different sorts yes 30 feet high the first wall is and elaborately carved the double stuffed oreo i love it i I love karth Got the triple layers, yeah. I guess, I suppose. So the middle wall was a gray granite and carved with scenes of war and battle. And this one was 40 feet high, so just a little bit taller than the one right outside. And the third was black marble and covered with porn. Hell yeah. With intricate carvings enough to make Danny blush at first. But then she feels foolish for blushing, thinking, if I can look upon the scenes of war. Why should I avert my eyes from men and women giving pleasure to each other? That, and she is no no maid. She had a husband. She lost a child. And so all of the gates opened at their approach, and small children began. Small naked children. Scattered. Okay. They're, all right, yeah, it's weirdo. Just, it's Settle down. That they just have these little, like, I think they said gold painted. I mean, it's not that strange. Yeah, let's in dip ancient, the, no, especially in ancient civilization, George's world, especially here. children. Why? But they're dipped in gold. They have like sandals, and they're dipped in gold. I paint. mean, like not to get crazy, but like we dunk babies in fucking water and say it's <laughs> magic water that's gonna pr- get them into a you know sacred holy li- like you know it's not fucking crazy. They, like that's what's crazy. Can is I? It's not can we crazy. request that? That from now on, it's not just water, it's but gold. it's gold paint well, as I mean, well. Like, so that they're di- the best uh, we'd get is probably like peanut butter. Oh, like, yeah. Well, nah. Yeah. There's that meme or that kid. That the kid? Always, yeah. Does that feel good? Eh. Mm. But uh, yeah, the, so little golden naked children, as Nate pointed out, scatter flowers in her path. And the buildings were just about every color. She said it felt like a fever dream. And I really like it. Like, it's almost like a wonderland. Of I, which I just... think is, is really 
astute of Martin to point out. Like, it's, it's just a clever way to show that. I think that's that... an, a brilliant way to describe this place. Of one, it's it's hot. It's got that hot, yeah, sleepy humid. It's, it's kind got that of weird haziness where you're yeah. you kind of feel sluggish, and then it's got the fever dream of the colors and the warlock. And what's gonna it occur? It just goes to show how drab everything's been for her for so long that even if it's not the most colorful extravagant you know oh but it crazy, is it, yeah, and that's, that's what well, that's what i'm lies. saying is like it's even all... if it weren't that's that that contrast would be there just from spending the last year in the desert this is the... and to walk into this city of all of them that has this kind of coloring this is this... similar to the the guild masters of the the alchemists well yeah that's what i mentioned earlier it's, it's uh you know all about the grandeur of look at us, look mm-hmm. at us, but don't look too close because you'll see the truth. You'll see what's what's really there. And yeah, caught... people were just flooding the streets yeah, on the yo, balconies. It's, it's a fucking the parade after for the, first the World time Series. Ever. Yeah, yeah it's like crazy. people are lining. It's a parade and they're throwing shit down at her. Tall, pale folk, queer looking. Everyone a lord or a lady to her eyes, and she feels shabby and barbaric with her Dothraki. And I think that she. <clears throat> Gross. Excuse me. I think that she adopts this outfit that she says that the women wear the one breast covered yeah. white shawl. Um, I think even the show tried something as similar as they could get away with, but well, yeah, I suppose Amelia Clark was with... done. Well, Amelia yeah, Clark she needed, was tired yeah, showing her boobs. Exactly. Yeah. Good for her. But, yeah. Um, um, I think that this she is. She adopts it in Marine. I and think. I think it's neat that it's pointed out here that this is a uh, Carthian. But she looks uh, up to these styles. ladies. Yeah, yeah she they thinks don't that seem they're barbaric these... to her. She right. feels ashamed to compared to them. Right. But she notes that the Dothraki called the Carthine milkmen for their pale skin, and she wonders if looking around, the Dothraki were able to take in the beauty of the place, or if they only ever saw the plunder, because that's right. all Dothraki. Yeah, because that's when she points out how savage we must seem to them to the, these people, and it's again, it's clever because George is pointing out like she's aware she's lived you know a secluded version of that and on the run version but you know looking down on the dothraki well savagery is also equated to stupidity if right. you're the the more savage the more unevolved the more uneducated you are the easier you are so of course you know piapri and sarazon doxis are fucking on a high right now because look at this dumb barbarian princess right, who right. we're gonna get these Who's dragons, dragons they're ours and karth tells uh uh, tells her as he leads the Calis or Doxos, Zarnzo and Doxos tells her as Priya Pre leads them on that if she sees anything she likes among the markets, nearly ma- name it and it is hers. She- well, yeah, because Priya Pre is leading them through a ca- the caverns, and he actually uh, Zaro wasn't with them until he rides up inside of this cavernous bazaar. And how I- bizarre? How bizarre? Pretty bizarre. So it's a. Are you going to do the whole song? No. Okay, so that's because that's the only lines you know at that point. Um, Zaro approaches them, but this cavern is massive, and it's got these... these wooden fencings up top that are just covered, all of the walls are covered with trees and flowers and plants and shit, and then the lattice work in the ceiling is covered with colorful birds, parrots, and shit like that. Like, this is a fucking trip, man. It's an opium den. It's, it's, It's a... A marketplace. It's an opium den. Okay, okay. Well, like if there's ever a place you want to yes, smoke opium, that's... it's in this cool lattice work, lavender growing down, you and like gonna tickle point. your taint and yes. everything. It's craziness in Accurate. here. Accurate. And yeah, he tells her, you know, whatever you see, t- name it. It is yours. And 
pre not to be outdone at Koth itself is her. She has no need of baubles. And I really like her response. Well, he tells her, Khaleesi, come with me to the house of the undying, and there you shall drink of truth and wisdom. Yeah, and she's obviously incredibly wary of, uh... Because they're just trying to outdo each other, of like, oh, well, Khaleesi, I can offer you this, and oh, you don't need to offer that, she's the mother of dragons. Yeah, like, why would she need the Palace of Dust? The 13 will give her a... And she says, the only palace I desire is the Red Castle at King's Landing, my lord Piat. And if the great of Koth would give me gifts, Zaro, let them give me ships and swords to win back what is rightfully mine. See, snap. Fuck yeah, Danny. Like, she's just putting her queen all over. She also, that. ew. She also, knows, she also notes that she is weary of the warlock because of a one Mermaster! Mermaster! And so, I like that. She, the lesson learned. The lesson right. has been yes. learned there. She is holding on to that and knowing that yeah. normally these promises are a double edged sword. And Pre is not pleased. You can. Pre is not pleased. I'm not pleased, well, Danny. I'm not pleased, Danny. Yeah, so he, he as you command, Michael. And Doxus, you are wise beyond your years. Truly, there is a saying in Koth. A warlock's house is built of bones and lies. And she points out that, but even here, you said that the warlock's power is revered and respected. And he says, once they were mighty. She's calling his, his lies. Yeah, She's yeah. catching him in his lies yeah, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, you're doing double talk. Uh-huh. You're, you're fucking saying, oh, Pyat Pri. And he's and then... smooth because he flows right into yeah. a new thing. Once but... they were mighty, but now they read their crumbling scrolls and drink their shade of the evening until their lips turn blue and they are but hollow husks. So Pri's gifts will turn to dust in your hands, I warn you. Yeah. And um, then he leaves because he's dashing. For some reason, I when he mentioned this, it made me think of the Night's Watch. This once powerful, revered group that was, you know, capable and strong, dominant, similar to the uh, the alchemists. But for some reason, I thought more of the Night's Watch, that they were this massive force tasked with great things, capable of great things. And they sit things. on the wall till their lips Just turn blue. Just a husk of what they were. Was, shivering yeah, till their lips turn it. blue and reading their old scrolls of previous rangings. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. But yeah, uh, so Doxus leaves and, and Jorah, Jorah yeah, says, oh, you should avoid both of the them. The crow calls the raven black. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was just a fun, like, well, fuck yeah, you, Martin, well, just throwing it... in those types of words. Like, you always immediately like, raven, crow, raven, crow, crow, lights, what, corn, huh? But yeah, he essentially says, we should, we should get the fuck out of here quick. I don't like this place. And... Danny says that the place smells sweet enough to her, and he says sweet smells are often used to cover foul ones. And she noted, she notes then that like he he loved like I will always be the little cub to him, and he will need to protect me. Part of him wants to bed me, but part of him wants to love me, and she Thanks. wishes she could love him yeah. better. Which like it's messed up that she's th- like because first of all, I want to say. Thank God she's aware of this. Yeah. Just so that way we don't have to... I mean, there's always the worry that Mormont's going to just fucking savage this poor girl. (laughs) But we shouldn't have to. She's strong enough willed where she obviously sends him away and, like, can't tolerate him. But thank God she does, man, because he's creeper enough as it is without that. Well, he'll be grabbing a feel here soon. Right. And yeah, so we learned here that Doxus had offered Danny the hospitality of his home while she was in the city. And that his manse made Illyrio's look like a hovel. 
an entire wing yeah. was given over to her and her Dothraki, and she had slen- slaves to tend her every need. So, again, with the slaves. Yep. For the mother of dragons, no grift is too great, Doxus had told her. And on the morrow, the thirteen will come to do you homage, and they'll... all the gate great of Koth will come to see. And she thinks, no, they'll come to see my dragons. They're not coming to pay homage to me. They nah. just want to see these fucking dragons brought back. And yeah, she sends him on his way, and Pre leaves as well, kissing her bare feet. And saying that he'll talk to the warlocks to get her a, a session there. But he gives her a, a jar of ointment, which says that he says would let her see the spirits of the air. What, he, do, you, what do you think that is? Is that just some trippy shit? Yeah, it's probably just some fucking like, acid make you in trip the jar. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he also mentions that he he's going to try to get the 13 to be at the feast the next evening, too. Gross. Where the... Uh, not the thirteen, the the warlocks, the I have it written down here. The undying ones. He said he's going to try to get the undying ones to also be at that feast where the thirteen are coming to pay homage to her. Can, are they capable of moving? Like, aren't they like? No, I think they're just bullshit. Yeah. So I was just checking. I yeah. think I would... Last to depart was Quaith, the Shadowbinder from Ashai, and from her, Danny received only a warning. Beware. And Danny asks of whom? Of oh. all. Do you have the quote there? <coughs> I do, but. Go for it then. It's oh. yours. Of all. They shall come day and night to see the wonder that has been born into the world again. And when they see, they shall lust. For dragons are fire made flesh. And fire is power. And so, yeah, I mean. Shark bait, woo-ha. This, I mean, Quaith especially, is one of the most discussed parts of Danny. Yeah, chapters, well, yeah. It's... Is what's her motive? Who is she? And and what the? How does she do what she does? And why? Right. And so, right here, she seems to be the only person in around Danny at the moment who doesn't have a motive other than, as far as we can see, right? She's completely. It's all just. You need to be careful. Is there a Quay theory you subscribe to as to like her identity or who she might be? Um, I I'm fond of the so Sheer Sea Stone. I'm not Ashara Dane. I do like, but I just think Ashara Dane's dead. Yeah, I don't want to because I I wish we could see her. A Dane at least exactly. Yeah, but otherwise I haven't finished Fire and Blood, so I don't know the theories that you like. So. Which I mean, we are full spoilers. So if you yeah, no, to talk I, about I them, I've forgotten most because it's been a bit since since Fire and Blood. But no, I've never settled on who I think Quaith actually is. Yeah, so why I don't, don't know if I think Quaith is actually someone we, we know. know. Yeah, so why don't you, the listeners, write into us wh- who you think it is, and we'll talk about each one as I we love come Quaith to that. theories. Yeah, yeah, because like Quaith is great. I don't read enough. That's what's Quaith. so interesting about Quaith, though, is that she could be saying absolutely nothing here. Yeah. She could just happen to be this. But she isn't. She's absolutely telling the truth is that you need to beware everyone here because they're going to want your fucking dragons straight out. That's all it is. See, and that's what's so interesting is this part here isn't, it's not prophetic. It's not prophecy. It's her just saying, hey, like, you've got the most powerful creatures ever born to this planet. People are going to want to see that. They're going to want that. Be careful. Yeah. But essentially, it's also Quaith saying that she doesn't desire power. True. So it's it's this interesting reveal of her. I mean, maybe not. Maybe she does desire the and power, she's but playing she's the playing long the game. long game. Mm-hmm. But 
But Jora agrees with what Quaith says, but dislikes her as well. See, and it's good, though, because she also, once again right here, tells herself not to forget treachery. Yeah. Do not forget Miri Mazdur and what happened last time. Yeah, Even Danny's kind of unsure of it all, so she just orders more guards at their over their wing. And the dragon's well-guarded as well. She's not just trusting Zaro's guard. She's putting her own up, which is smart. And then she goes a step further, which is really cool, and start, calls her blood riders in and says... Go out into the city. Take every possible spot you can and get it covered. I want to see what they didn't show us. Yeah, tell me what you see out there. Yeah. What, just what's going on in the city? What is this city? She even tells the, uh, them to take some of the females with them to, to go into in, the places yeah. that they won't be allowed into. And then finally, after sending them all off, she turns to Jorah. Yeah, she sends tells Jorah that he's to go to the docks and see about any... Ships that may be uh, in from Westeros or anything, any news from Westeros, and he's like, eh. "Do you think? Do you think he's only doing that just because he's so worried about her in this new city and the people that are surrounding her? Do you think he's specifically trying to avoid something down at the docks?" No, I think at this point he has become completely devoted to her, and so he's terrified about more, yet more assassins. Yeah, coming. anybody but him protecting anybody her. Anybody but at him this being point. around her. Yeah, and I think he's especially wary of Zaro. And yeah, Kaya absolutely. And them. But uh, she tells him that Joko can guard me, and you speak the most languages. You know the lands, and you know that the Dothraki fear the sea and won't be going near the docks. Only you can serve me in this, and so he agrees. And. She decides she's going to take a little break, but before she takes her little break, we're going to convene our small council and just get our little break out nonsense of the way well. out of the way. So we'll let you get back to the episode in a real minute. Quick minute. Quick minute. Quickie. Welcome to the small council. Da, 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 da. Yes, I love it. So this is just where we read our socials so you can get in touch with us if you wanted to write in any quay questions, theories. quay theories, questions, comments, anything like that, or give us your inductees, as you know, we, or if you don't know, we read inductees from the chapter at the end of each chapter. Hell yeah. We can be reached just about everywhere the internet allows via social media. You yelled at me last I time. I know, I that's an that. even broader what stroke. I said just about, which is not nearly even close to accurate, no. but the easiest places are email, which is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. We are also available on our, well, I'm available on my Twitter, at Manners Without. You're available at Carstark92. Sometimes you do stuff on Instagram, which is also at Manners Without. We have, you're an asshole. Zach's fucking with shit that he shouldn't be during recording session, and it's nonsense. You're nonsense. We have a Facebook page where you can tell him yourself about the nonsense that he's into. That's Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. <laughs> We also have the private Facebook group, which yeah. access is granted via the Patreon, where you can get some bonus content just for a couple dollars, maybe even like $1 a month or something like that. I think it's two. Um, and you get bonus co- episodes, sample chapters of Winds of Winter. You get access to the private Facebook group. That's patreon.com slash without manners. And then finally, I did want to mention that if you listen on Stitcher, oh, shit. you can get a one-month free trial. By using our code Brotherhood. Brohood. Brotherhood. No, don't say it's not that. It's Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Shit, man. Like brotherhood. what are you doing? Brotherhood. Anyway, we'll let you get back to the episode right into us. Brotherhood. The Brotherhood without manners. Brotherhood. Thank you. We'll see you back in the episode. Brotherhood.
guess who's back, 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 back again? Not Jorah, he's still down at the docks. No. So Danny's like, all right, when everyone's gone, she puts on a little mantelum, gets yeah. a little champagne, throws a bath bomb in this jacuzzi, <laughs> and just heads on in there. And there's a, it's dope. So, so she heads into this marble bath in, in her wing, and it's fucking odd. Like, this bath description. It's got like, goldfish. Yo. And it's got fucking... Yeah, these little fish swim up and start, like, nibbling, cleaning her. Like, little uh, dirt-eating fish. Little and sucker it, fish. It, like, tickles, and she's... <laughs> And it's all giggly girly. And then she starts just bath thinking, man. Just hashtag shower thoughts, man. Fuck. And yeah, she begins wondering if the Red Keep has a pool like this. It must, she thinks, of how beautiful it is. Viserys told her that the Red Keep was the most beautiful place on the planet. It's fucking not. Well, she said that he told her that the Seven Kingdoms were the most beautiful places in the planet, which would include, like, just the way that he talked up this whole fucking continent. And it's not nearly. I mean, I mean, there's locations. In I mean, it that it's are... the world. It's it's the world. Like, yeah, the North is fucking awe inspiring and beautiful. If you're, if you're captivated by the beauty yeah. of the harsh, rugged, or North, you can go down to High Garden, or High Garden and just look at the beautiful, which seems field. more of mm-hmm. what Danny would be looking. Oh, for. Oh, absolutely. King's Landing is not High Garden. No, b- not, not at by all. fucking any means. Much more so, a Bravos feel. Yeah, than, than... and so she, I, I, I thought that was interesting. She I thinks uh, how thinking of home makes her think of Drogo. And that all that remained of his Kalasar were her blood riders. And that the Dothraki slaughtered cities. They didn't rule them. They didn't look over the cities that they sacked. They just yeah, yeah. decimated them. And then comes these fun little lines here that I wrote down. Truth. Danny had no wish to reduce King's Landing to a blackened ruin full of unquiet ghosts. She had supped on enough tears. I want to make my kingdom beautiful. To fill it with fat men and pretty maids and laughing children. I want my people to smile when they see me ride by. The way Viserys said they smiled for my father. But before she could do that, she must conquer. Command and conquer. So with that that paragraph right there, I would just like to point out that most people are kind of wrong about the way D&D wrote the last <laughs> season of the show. Clearly, burning them is perfectly fine while she's conquering. While she's conquering. However, not to say that they did it in a good way. That's uh, let's not bring another up the show. Another thing I would like, yeah, settle down, free folk. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> thing I'd like to point out is the fact that we were just told a couple chapters ago in Cat when she met Brienne that in the songs the maids are always pretty, always, and so. She wants her kingdom to be beautiful with fat men, pretty maids, and laughing children. She's writing her song. That's a fucking song, sweetheart. She's not telling the truth. Yeah, what's no, what's that's, actually that's the first. Ideal. She must conquer. Yeah, that's the ideal. That's the end game. That's the goal. Is this Carthine like city where the children get to run naked and throw flowers? Well, because and... it's funny when when she said fat men and maids, I was thinking. Robert and Marjorie popped into my head. Yeah. Just like a fat, drunken man and this pretty maid. I thought people a, living I really, their I lives. Thought a, I thought Illyrio. Like Illyrio was the Yeah, guy. yeah. Like, I was good. like, but you don't like those men. You're not impressed by Illyrio. And so it's an interesting. No, I, yeah. And it's, I think her take on it is she wants people to just be able to live happy, fat hung, and free. Yeah, not and, hungry. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But, no, definitely. But it's, it's. Yeah, there's a lot to it, and she thinks of Robert Baratheon, Bobby B, the usurper, and cold-eyed Eddard Stark with his frozen heart, 
And the Golden Lannisters, father and son both, so rich, so powerful, Robert... so treacherous, Shoshonis. Shoshonis? <laughs> I liked that she called called them uh, Ned and Tywin, Robert Baratheon's dogs. I like that she calls him cold-eyed Eddard Stark with his frozen heart when we know yeah, Ned Stark yeah. to be... So... Which I, I mean, we've always I mean, gotten that from her. Everyone's the hero of their own story. Yeah, man, absolutely. And everybody else is the villain. It's... I was thinking of how Sandor is Joffrey's dogs, mm. and like the mountain is Tywin's dog in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, for Ned and Tywin, first of all, Ned hates Tywin. He fucking hates yeah, Tywin. For them to be associated, and, like, and that's what makes it. It's like you wish that you wish that Ned could have sat down with Danny. I mean, like, I called off the assassination twice. I turned in my hand to the king badge. Like, I was like, nah, yo, fuck, dude. You can't be killing babies and bitches. Yeah, I'm it's sorry, but your father was insane. Like, your brother was chill. That's till the till he kidnapped my sister <laughs> but, and brutally. But actually, he he knows. He would know. He would and know, so, yeah. Damn, yeah. that would have been a good conversation. Yeah, yeah and she wonders how she will ever think overthrow such men those yeah, insurmountable right. odds of... these dogs these men and it's men. these impo- and through Danny's eyes it's I mean it's the cover of a fucking 92 rap album it's Ned yes. Stark and Tywin oh, yeah. back to back straight NWA just chilling with Ned straight with the out blue, of SO blue eyes and Tywin with the gold <laughs> just grilling the fucking camera like how do you beat them how do you defeat that her Kalisar is meager her dragons may not even be enough I bet she pictures Robert Baratheon like the Bobby B laser eye meme oh fucking fuck yeah, yeah and she's just like no so get <laughs> but she suddenly all this thought of reality actually makes her lose interest in the pool and the fish well, before that because i did want to point out when oh, she said yeah. how she can overthrow such men she got almost this minor confidence booster that viserys had said uh that the realm would rise for its rightful king but he was a fool and fools believe foolish things. Made me think of Theon. Oh. Who is... Yeah, that's good, too. Uh, just, he thinks he's going to take Winterfell. Made me think just, of Fagon. Fagon's good, too. Well, the, uh, the, the first part, the, 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 oh, no, the whole rise. The whole oh, thing. Oh, with the fools oh, believe yeah. foolish things, Fool, too. Like, he's still oh, yeah. holding on to this hope that these this People... Targaryen insurrection exists. So the Blackfire clearly does, if because I believe he's a Blackfire. But there I disagree with you. Targaryen loyalists. I disagree with I you. I mean, there are Targaryen we loyalists. We just saw but... in the chapter before this. Yes, Arya but Six. I mean, he was an old boomer loony. Like... He was a loony exactly. boomer. Exactly. But they do exist. Oh, back in my <laughs> day, Aaron. <laughs> no, actually, fuck you, because that is a 100% like topical in our own political situation. It's the old fucking boomer who's like, oh, yeah, back in my day, Ares was great. Meanwhile, Ares has fucking people in cages and is burning motherfuckers. Right, right. Like, nah. Like, I don't really think... Think in the scale that no, Viserys, no, Danny, Fagon want that there are Targaryen because they're putting too much emphasis on the fact that the small folk give a fuck. Uh, it's exactly. been the Targaryens, it's more Varys. the Stark, yeah, the, Varys yeah. They don't care what you're doing and so who's on the throne. Fagon as long as they're is happy. applying more to the the small folk, which you know Varys has said he is, where he learned to be. That's one That's what first. he's supposed to be. But I think there is a lot of stock being put into the Targaryen name of if there is an entire Targaryen insurgent or resurrection that. The, the small folks are going to fucking rally and rise to the cause and be fucking grateful for it. I don't think it's going to happen the way any of these Targaryens, yeah, air quotes, want it to. But yeah, as you mentioned, she got uh, a little 
anxious and, and gets aggravated with the fish. And so she calls for her slaves. I mean, handmaids, Eerie and Jiqui, yeah. to and dry her off. Dress her and dry her. She thinks to the comet and thinks that it had led her here for a purpose if she only had the strength to take what was offered in the wisdom to avoid any traps along the way. And so Jorah returns at evening fall. And when he does, he has Kohoro Mole, yeah. the captain of the Cinnamon Wind out of Tall Trees Town. Do you know which one the Cinnamon Wind is? Do you know that Tall Trees Town is my favorite place tall in trees any town. place ever? You should put a Tall Trees Town into your D&D, D&D campaign. campaign. Yes. I want to go I'll to be Tall, very tall happy Trees with that. Town. But are you familiar with the Cinnamon Wind? Cinnamon Wind. No. So let me give Have you... Have we seen some... it already? Oh, oh, not shit. yet. Oh, but right. yeah, now, yeah. the Cinnamon Wind... Is the boat that Aemon Targaryen dies on. Well. So if you didn't know, Samwell Tarly and Aemon Targaryen will be taking the Cinnamon Wind. I wasn't ready to talk about that. Aemon will be dead. R.I.P. Um, and then when. Stuffed into a bottle. When that or, boat returns to Old Town with Samwell Tarly, it stays docked long enough for Marwyn the Mage to decide he will be taking that boat. To go and meet Danny so that he can rescue Daenerys Targaryen. So is uh, Kohoro Mo still there? He was, last I recall. So he may actually get a chance to return to Danny and be it's... like, yo, what a bitch? Right. I want yeah. my gift. So he he greets Danny in High Valyrian yep. of the, the, the Free City. Badass cities. immediately. And he's me. from the Summer Islands. Hell yeah, he is. And he brings her news from Old Town. Well, a gift. A he gift offers of, her a gift from his says, last. She says, what gift? Yeah. A gift of news. And uh, Bobby B is dead, yo. Bobby B dead. He be dead. He be dead. And so he starts this little jig about how badass he is for delivering the news. Outside, dusk was set it, settling. But a sun had risen in her heart. And at the news, Drogon hisses. I don't know if there's. I think it was a even... hiss of pleasure, kind of like uh, hurt, like this. The same way the dire wolves react to the emotions. Of it's the like Starks. a sigh of relief from Danny coming from him, is how I picture it. She asks it. how, and he tells her about the boar, and then some of the rumors that some say, you know, it was Lord Stark who did it, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, she thinks he sent me poisoned wine. Yet I live and he is gone. Racked. Accurate. And the usurper's large shadow had lain across her since birth. And now this stranger lifted that shadow. And he says that Joffrey reigns, but it's Lannister's rule now. Robert's brothers seek the crown and Lord Stark has been seized for treason. And Jorah's like, nah, I don't buy it. Way too honorable. Not Ned Stark. He would never. And she immediately asks what honor he could possibly have. And right there it is. She doesn't ask for, what do you mean honor? Yeah, yeah. Explain. Yeah. No, it's It's... just he's this, what honor could he possibly have? Yeah, and she's pleased that the usurper's dogs are fighting each other. So she asks when he plans to return to Westeros. And he says not for a year or more. And she's kind of disappointed by that, but thanks him for his gift and sends him off. And Before he goes. He says that he's been repaid amply because he's gotten to see, see dragons. And she laughs and tells him, well, come see me when I sit my father's throne in the Red Keep, and you will be even more greatly rewarded. And he leaves, and Jorah's like, yo, you kind of shouldn't immediately be telling everyone that we're heading for the Red Keep. The, like, take your throne back. That's probably something we should keep on the download for right now. And she's like, but fucking why? Nah. Yeah. Let him tell some peeps. Like, I'm 
I am. And he tells her that Robert being dead changes nothing. His son rules now, so we still need to fucking tread lightly. But she disagrees. She says it changes everything. Everything. And she compares that, that what's happened in King's Landing, to Drogo's Kalazar. And what a fucking... God damn Even it. now, the Seven Kingdoms fly to pieces as the Kalasar did when my call died. Yeah, and so it, it's damn. funny because I was reading this uh, Reddit today that I just thought was crazy about Bail- how stupid Balon Greyjoy is for trying to claim the throne and the can- the crown and stuff, saying, you know, he's trying to conquer the North. And I just disagreed because I was like, of all the times, this is the best and only time he could when there's four kings. hanging fruit, yo. Because you're not likely to have all seven kingdoms attacking you at once. You might have these two down here Five that have year, allied. Yeah. You might have those three over there. Your but... chance for an allegiance goes right. up. Yeah, exactly. All sorts of things. And so I think it's very, just very astute of Danny to notice that that type of a, no, as soon as the leader fell, infighting and it just split and broke off that's exactly what's happening i'm not saying because jorah's like well you're, you're gonna need armies and you're gonna need ships and you're gonna need swords and you're gonna need that and she's like i know i'm gonna need all that mm. obviously we needed that before this happened though but now we have this chaos of a ladder to help us along our way mm. i guess peter Baelish isn't there Shancha. yeah so i just Thought that was cool that she thought about yeah, that. Yeah, she takes his hand, realizing that he still thinks me a child. He thinks he must protect me. And sometimes he thinks of me as a child he must protect and sometimes a woman he'd like to bed. But does he truly, truly ever see me as his queen? And she tells him that she is not the girl he met in Pentos. She is born a child, burned a call, crossed the Red Waste and the Dothraki Sea. Mine is the blood of the dragons. And he's- Show is Viserys. And I am not Viserys, she says in a deep, deep, monotone voice. I am not Viserys. (laughs) And he admits, no, there's more Rhaegar in you, but even Rhaegar could be slain, as Robert proved, and even dragons can die. And she says, dragons die, and gives him a little kiss on the cheek. But so do dragon slayers. And that's the end of Danny 2. What a clever last line. I mean, Robert's dead. Robert the dragon slayer. Which, why... How come he was never called the Dragon Slayer? Can I ask that? Rhaegar Targaryen, a dragon, like Robert Baratheon, the Dragon Slayer. Why the fuck was that badass not given that title? Because he was... A drunk fat oaf. I mean, he was the king, so you couldn't really give him yeah, anything. Yeah. But he was the whoremonger king or the usurper. Right. He wasn't that bad well yeah there wasn't really anyone who was holding him up mytho status it was sort of valid he became the king all right he's the king it's robert baratheon this crazy dude but uh that's danny too you got an inductee oh you're throwing it straight at me Ooh, i hadn't really thought of it let me think let me give me um hmm, i'm gonna give it to mahoro kohoro mo i had him flip-flop just so you can again and dance when he just, pops up? No, it's mainly because I. This is the first reread I've ever noticed where cinnamon wind. We see the where I catch that the cinnamon wind is here, and like cinnamon this motherfucker's gonna drive, f- drive, uh, captain the ship Skrr! that Aemon Targaryen dies on, yeah. and like what a fucking what a badass to be captain in that boat. Yeah, we meet him here. Yeah, Danny's so visit to Karth. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, mine's gonna go to Piapri. 
Yeah. Because the warlocks, man, I love what happens. I mean, we get the House of the Undying in this fucking book. And if I'm not ready for a chapter, it's that it's one. That <laughs> one. Like, fuck me. So... I really like the setup here where he's being weird. He's kissing her bare feet. No one did, has done that yet as he's, yeah. he's postulating himself more than anyone else. Oh, yet. Yeah. Supposedly, he has this dark power. And as we know, as full spoiler reread, that power kind of is centered on the dragons, he believes, and that's his, his goal. But yeah, I just I love how dangerous Karth is and this reread especially the way it was described as a fever dream yeah this yeah. fucking trippy hallucinogenic like place well it's so cr- great how fake it all is how, Where, how yeah. it's all a show there's no substance well to this even city. the pool i think is you know even the fish in this beautiful pool have to live off the yeah off of someone else it's you know everything to this whole place is someone subsisting on someone else for their and I just thought it was super interesting. But, yeah, my inductee is going to Priya Pri in the Warlocks. So, with that, we do have a, an inductee to read J- from... J- J- Julian! Julian from France. He says, all hail the brothers without manners. Sweet. Yeah, I know. I agree. Oh, yeah. Good chapter. Knees. I like the soap opera thoughts of Daenerys and Jorah. My great bear. Really entertaining. Besides that, I like the context brought about by the three companions, and he's going to induct Quaith. Fuck yeah. She was the only one not to show any envy or agenda towards Danny. Not saying that she hasn't, I'm still wondering, but she really went against the flow with that. Beware, piece of advice. That makes her enigmatic, and I still think as, Jor- uh, as Jorah and Daenerys that she's not to be trusted too fast anyway. Ballard de Harris. Yeah, Quaith is a really fun one. She's yeah, fun awesome. Character. Thank you for writing in, as always, yeah, Julian. as always. Um, I also think we should drop this tidbit of information on the actual show, since it was re- announced on the Twitter dun, 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 that dun, dun. we are recording a guest interview with Sir Joe Buckley, at uh, Sir Buckley on Twitter. Shit. The author of the newly released, I think in December book, The Great Castles of Westeros. It is a really an good unofficial read. guide. Yeah. He has put in some fucking work yeah, on this thing he has, man. man it's a really good book if you're if you've read a song uh, a world of ice and fire and fire and blood and all the yeah. duncan egg and he you just, want more this, on the castles this book on the castle he, com- he puts it all into context each castle the history of the castle what happens there the economic value why it has economic value the the houses that have aligned yeah. with those castles the hit like it's so good it's, it's very so, awesome and he put a ton of work into it so yeah. go check it out for him yeah so we'll and, have we've added actually the amazon link to the book in our show notes for like since we started teasing a guest interview so go check out his book it's really good and then look forward to the episode that will be coming out pretty soon so yeah that won't be a book we won't be covering a, a class chapter in that we yeah, will just be, be asking him purely about his book yeah, and his so process so just us talking about this great author that uh, will fan only, of the books when that does come out you know once we get that nailed down that will be only uh so you'll get one chapter episode that week and yeah. then one Which will, interview it'll be probably coming out here in the next few weeks yeah Don't shortly it to be too yeah, long no. so keep an eye out for that and next and... we're doing brand four so send us an inductees yep. for all that nonsense followed by Tyrion seven who is our first seventh chapter and so get us inductees for those two if you would like otherwise we will catch you on the next episode Valid Harris. peace